Two Blondes in a Ballot Box. Here we go. This portion of Two Blondes in a Ballot Box has been brought to you by MarijuanaMedicalDispensaries.com, the United States Directory for Dispensaries. Easy access to search all medical marijuana dispensaries, CBD, locations, information, products, and services throughout the United States. MarijuanaMedicalDispensaries.com, the United States Directory for Dispensaries. Two blondes in a ballot box. Stay tuned. So let's talk about Medicare, health care in the United States, Social Security, disability, going to the doctor, going to hospitals, trying to buy medicine. If you're on Social Security, you know that they just had open enrollment one time a year. Anybody who's on Social Security or disability or certain insurance company coverages, you only have one time a year to change your plan. If you don't pay attention to your plan, they automatically re-enroll you and um, then you have a heart attack when you see the increase of price on the same plan that they re-enrolled you at. You didn't agree to that, but because you didn't pay attention, um, surprise, surprise, you have to pay more. And your deductible is higher. And you can't go to your doctors because your doctor who you loved pulled out of your plan, but you don't know that until you make an appointment. Or you make an appointment and you can't get in to see your doctor for one month, two months, three months, six months. And the girl who answers the phone thinks that's kind of normal and okay. Whatever. I guess you have to call someone else. Good luck. Sometimes they tell you good luck finding someone else. But, um, you know, don't fall for it. Go find somebody else. Take the initiative and look for the doctor who treats you the best. Try to meet your doctors. They try and shove you into these plans and you get a list. Here's the doctors you can pick from. It doesn't matter if you don't like them. It doesn't matter if they don't know you. It doesn't matter if you're not established with them. Um, that's kind of what's happening. You're getting shoved into uh, a plan, whether you like it or not, because it's all you can afford and something is better than nothing, right? Sometimes they say that. A lot of times they say that. Sometimes when you pay cash for things, you can get it cheaper too, by the way. So find out the cash price. Always ask them what their prices are. How much is it to be treated with this? If you have uh, to go for MRIs, you have to go for x-rays, call them up and ask them, how much is this? How much does this cost? Then look at your deductible. And then go back and ask them, how much does it cost if I pay with cash? And look at the price difference. Your mouth's going to drop open. You're going to be like, my God. Then they have the prescription cards. And I'm seeing the prescription cards. You can get your medication cheaper if you go with GoodRx versus you pay for a prescription plan. So here you... You're paying every month for a prescription plan. You're paying a deductible. And they have this app, this company, GoodRx. You sign up for it. You pay like almost nothing. They give you a free trial and it's almost nothing. And your prescription is like a fraction of what you would pay with your insurance that's supposed to be helping you that you have to get. 
So shop around. Don't settle for what they're telling you. Don't settle for what the government is telling you you have to have. You're allowed to look around. You're allowed to shop around. I know it's hard. But if you can do it, do it. If you find a doctor that you like, speak with them. And find out what they accept first. And then shop for your insurance plan. Or see what you can pay for in cash if you can. And it might be a lot cheaper. I just saw today that the Food and Drug Administration approved a drug therapy treatment for sickle cell anemia. Okay, that's a blood disease that African Americans get and it affects their oxygen flow through their blood cells, the red blood cells. They can't get oxygen. And what it this treatment is going to do it will mutate, it works on the genes with the DNA and it mutates the genes. In other words, it can cut open, this medication can cut open your DNA, change it, slice it in half, add stuff, take away stuff, and um, change it to kill the disease, sickle cell anemia. This was approved by the Food and Drug Administration, how come blood cancer does not have this drug? Okay, how come leukemia does not have this drug? How could this drug be approved for this sickle cell anemia? But there's not another form of DNA mutation that can kill blood cancer. That affects millions, millions, millions of people of every race, color, background. Okay? I want to know that. Are these people just working on, and what the number that's posted is, and this is by the Food and Drug Administration, 100,000 people in the entire United States of America are affected by sickle cell anemia and uh, by all means, if there's any kind of medication that could help somebody from suffering, from pain, from living a horrific life, not being able to enjoy life, do anything, or dying, 100% that should be available to people. But where is the medication available to all people who need it? Where is the medication and the treatments for people with cancer, there's millions and millions of people with cancers, blood cancers, breast cancer, prostate cancer, colorectal cancer, cancer. All types, these genes can also be mutated. If you can mutate any gene, you can mutate an, another gene. It doesn't just happen with one type, okay? How is this not happening already? Okay. And stem cell replacement. That is a therapy that helps a lot of people. And that's kind of what's going on with this sickle cell treatment as well. Um, it's almost the same thing because they're taking your cells and helping rebuild the bad cells with the good cells. Well, stem cell therapy is still considered experimental. So insurance doesn't cover it. 
okay? And stem cell therapy is a big deal. If you get a joint replacement and they can put your stem cells into, say, your shoulder joint, that will help you heal so much faster and have better movement, mobility, better quality of life, but your insurance will not cover it. So how is the FDA approving the same type of treatment for sickle cell anemia, but nothing else? How is that happening? I want to know. If somebody out there knows, tell me what's going on here. Tell me why prescriptions are so expensive. People can't afford to buy their medicine. We're talking about regular medicine. Uh, somebody, somebody that I spoke with had to get an antibiotic, clindamycin, regular clindamycin. That's like a nothing drug. It's nothing. It's common. A hundred dollars for clindamycin with insurance. Okay. That's not normal, but supposedly the grocery stores were giving out free penicillin, amoxicillin, those kind of, uh, same kind of antibiotics. They're not doing that anymore either. They stopped that since COVID. Does that make sense? That they stopped giving free antibiotics for people. They were giving them free. You could go into the grocery store pharmacies. You could get them for free since COVID. So since COVID, all of these people, and when I say all of these people, people across the country got sick, died, Weird sick, weird symptoms. We're talked into taking vaccines. That they're, they're not vaccines. You have to know that by now. Vaccines take years and years and years of studies, clinical trials, studies before they can be approved. You can't just bang out a vaccine and say, oh, this is going to, oh, wait. Did, I hope everybody's paying attention to what's going on here. Okay. Pay attention to the type of Illnesses people are getting weird. People are getting weird symptoms, weird sicknesses. They're not. They're not getting better. They're they're losing their hair. They're in pain. They're constantly sick. And I really even haven't heard COVID this year at all. I have. Oh, everyone has the flu. The flu. The flu. And I'm. They're getting constant reminders. Come get your vaccine. Your vaccine. Well, I never signed up for a vaccine. Why do you keep calling me or texting me to get a vaccine? Who's doing this? Where is this all coming from? Are people paying attention to what's going on with your doctors, with your health care or lack of health care? Pay attention. Ask questions. Stop just going with the flow. I saw it on TV and they said... Uh, 8 million strain number, whatever, A, B, C, D, E, F, G of COVID is out now. So you need a new vaccine. Well, guess what? The first 10 vaccines didn't work because they weren't vaccines. Hello? So they're boostering you. You're getting sicker. People are getting sicker. People are having heart problems, complications from this so-called vaccine. You can take it any way you want to take this, okay? But... Start asking questions. Start thinking for yourself. Don't just say, oh, because I saw it on TV. Look for yourself. 
Look at your friends. Look at your family. Ask people, did you take the vaccine? Ask them if they're really sick. Did you take the vaccine? Did you booster with the vaccine? Did you never take the vaccine? By the way, you don't have to take the vaccine ever. Okay? Nobody can force you. They played for a little while. Oh, you can't come to work. You can't do this. You can't do that. Whatever. And look what's happening now. Now all those big companies are paying for it. And uh, they're getting sued. But they forced people. And if I was forced to take a vaccine and lost my job, you could bet I'd be suing the shit out of that company. So I hope everybody does that. Because nobody should force you to risk your health for an unproven study, an unproven so-called vaccine that nobody's ever gotten before. Nobody ever heard of that disease before. There was no COVID ever. Not even 10 years ago, there was no COVID. So now COVID's invented, spreads to the whole world, and a vaccine miraculously comes out of somewhere, which... We all know did nothing. So you can pay attention to who is forcing you to do what. Or you can think for yourself and you can say, this is my choice. Whether you feel healthy, whether you don't feel healthy, whether you're already on certain medications, if a different medication might make you feel better or could make you feel worse. Ask the questions. Because the whole goal is... Good health, quality of life, okay? If you don't have good health, you have nothing. Money can't buy you health, okay? If it could, Steve Jobs would still be alive. He wanted to try all the natural cancer treatments, blah, blah, blah. Guess what? It doesn't work or he'd still be alive, okay? Remember this, all the money in the world cannot buy your health. Two blondes in a ballot box. Stay tuned. This portion of Two Blondes in a Ballot Box has been brought to you by American Realty Associates Incorporated, Anthony Kokovic Realtor. Ready for paradise? Beaches, palm trees, and cool breezes? Ask Anthony. Florida real estate, residential homes, commercial property, buying, selling, or leasing? Ask Anthony. The Tampa Bay metro area, including Spring Hill, Hernando County, Pasco County, Florida. Throughout your entire home buying and selling process, call 352-238-2700. Five, six, two blondes in a ballot box. Stay tuned. So Dearborn, Michigan, where Rashida Tlaib is a representative, had a gathering. And they are demanding to President Biden that he had orders a ceasefire. To stop Israel from bombing Hamas. And they specifically said, we give you over 154,000 votes. We helped you win Michigan. And we demand that you order a ceasefire. Okay, so these are 
Palestinians, people from Arab nations that have moved, immigrated to the United States of America. Why do they come here? They want to come here because they don't want to live like that with the savage beasts over there. That's what they act like, savages. But they're trying to make the United States America, our president, stop the wipeout of the savage beasts. So now they're all here, okay? And they want to be able to have it continue. You're here because you left there, okay? If you can't learn how to live like normal humans... Go back there. Go back there and tell your leaders. Go back and tell Hamas, stop bombing people. Stop beheading people. Stop raping women. Stop treating women like they're just nothing. They're objects, okay? Do you see what they're doing to women? And there's women actually demanding a ceasefire, for the Palestinians. Not until Hamas gets completely wiped out will there be a ceasefire. We do not want to have that here. By the way, that's what we don't want here. We don't want people running in and bombing people, running in wearing their suicide bomber vests, mass murders, Anti-Semitism, okay? That's what we're trying to get at here. But for some reason, we have this group that came from the shit show, hellhole, Gaza, Palestine. They came here to live, try and live normal. But apparently they still can't function normal because they're demanding that Israel stops attacking Gaza and Hamas, okay? Well, guess what? Hamas came in first and killed innocent, did you hear what I'm saying? Innocent people in Israel. They came in and did this first. Maybe if they didn't do that, we wouldn't be where we are right now, even though it should have been like this a long time ago. So Hamas needs to get wiped out. And if you are advocating for a ceasefire, Rashida Tlaib, I hope you're listening to this. How about you hop on a plane, go over there to your friends and family, and tell them to act like humans. And none of this would be going on. Because for some reason, you think you can form a group of your 154,000 plus voters that don't want to act like Americans. Here in America, we don't do that here. And you're here because you're a woman and you want to be treated equal. Did you hear that part? You're a woman and you want to be treated as a human being. And that's not what they do where you're from. So if you want to continue with the beliefs of the Palestinian people, Hamas, the savages, go back. Live that way. We don't live that way here. This is the United States of America, and we're stopping it over there. This is why we're not having or asking for a ceasefire. 
because we also want Hamas wiped out. Because if the terrorists are there, then they come here, kind of like how you're doing. And then you want it to continue here. It doesn't happen here. So you're in the wrong place. If you like that behavior, go back. This is where you come to be free to say what you want, act normal. But if you are against Americans, against freedom, against women being treated equal and fair, okay? If you are for women being raped, being beheaded, children being beheaded, women being shot in their breasts and their crotch areas. Are you for that? Apparently you are, or you wouldn't be calling for a ceasefire because that's what they do. That's what they're doing. We don't do that here. So under no circumstances should there be a ceasefire until Hamas is completely wiped out. And if you are agreeing for any type of ceasefire and threatening our president of the United States, go back. You're not an American. Go back. Hey, everybody, I just want to remind you not to forget to get on our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, which is X. Instagram, Truth Social, you can get on there, discuss the topics that we're talking about, make comments. Uh, Don't forget to click on the links to get directly to the podcast and download the podcast, please. Make sure you share. And if you want to start your own topics about something that you're thinking about that's currently going on, whether it's in the news, it's not in the news, something coming up with the elections, ideas you have in your head of the future or what could be better, go ahead and make those comments. Engage on the different pages and uh, don't be shy. That's what it's there for. Two Blondes in a Ballot Box is your voice. So go ahead and use it for that. Don't forget, your comments can become podcast topics. Two Blondes in a Ballot Box. We, the rest of the people, So, what do the Dearborn voters mean to you? What does that number, 154,000 votes, mean to the rest of us? Okay? Take a look at that. Because that number, in reality, means nothing. Now, the president might look at it, oh, I really need them, I need those votes, whatever the story is. But in the big picture, over 168 million people are registered to vote in the United States. Okay, so 154,000 votes in Dearborn, Michigan. Who are they threatening? So what we're going to get into is kind of like the basics of what needs to be talked about for what's coming up because people are so fed up with everything. And when I say everything, 
I mean everything. I mean politics, the parties, cost of living, bills, losing their homes, trying to buy food, trying to buy gas, crime, taxes. People are fed up. And there's two things that people do when they're fed up. They either back out and they want nothing to do with anything because they're so disgusted. Or they want to dive in deeper to try and accomplish something to make sure we never have to live like this again. Okay. So I'm going to try and throw a blanket over this whole, whole thing. And we'll break some things down <clears throat> and uh, try and put this together so you can figure out what's affecting you, your life, where you live, what state you're in, uh, what party your state mainly votes for, what party you vote for, okay? Some people are diehard. They're either Republican or they're Democrat, period. That's the two main parties, okay? The Republicans and the Democrats. A third party candidate's never going to win the presidential election, okay? They're pretty much not going to win any election. They might win something down the line. But your best bet is to pick a major party whichever party you align most with, your values, okay? I know you're sick of the parties. I know the people are disgusting you. I know everything is disgusting you, okay? But here's what's on the line, okay? We're coming into, and everybody keeps hearing this on TV and on the news, and this is like big time. Now we're into it. Next week... January 15th is the Iowa caucus. And a lot of people are like, what the hell is a caucus? Because guess what? A lot of people don't know what a caucus is. Okay? In your state, wherever you live, you need to find out, are you a primary state? Or are you a caucus state? It's that important that you know that. Okay? Because you count. Every vote counts. You need to know that. Okay? So wherever you live, whatever state you're in, find out, am I a caucus state? Do I live in a caucus state or do I live in a state that holds primaries? Okay? Caucuses are groups that get together throughout the state and they're usually by the different parties. So the Republicans will have groups throughout the state and um, they will, you get within your group, whatever area you live in, there's groups and you sit with the group and you decide who do you want to be uh, your nominee for president, okay? That's what these groups do in the caucuses. Iowa is the very first, not only caucus, 
but the very first indication state groups that get together and they're the very first state that cast their ballots to what nominee they want to go into the general election to run as their candidate to be the president. Okay. So that's why Iowa is so important. Okay. Everybody makes a big deal over Iowa because they're the very first state. Once they cast their, I'll say cast their ballots because they don't do it like primaries. What I am going to say is that the Democrat party this year in Iowa is doing, uh, something a little bit different than the regular caucuses, okay? And what they're doing is they are, it doesn't really make sense to me, so I'm going to explain it the best I can. It appears to me, the way the Democrats are running their uh, caucus, it's like a primary. What they're going to do is... They're going to vote for a party nominee through a mail-in voting process that begins January 12th and ends on March 5th. Okay, so this is the Democrat Party in Iowa. That's almost like they're having a primary while the other party's caucusing. Okay, they're having meetings. Groups of people together are caucuses. Okay, so let me back up for a second in case you don't know this. Right now, the Democrat Party has three candidates running for the President of the United States. Three. If you didn't know that, you would think there's only one. Joe Biden. Because... They're not saying anything about the other two. There's Joe Biden, our current president of the United States. There's Dean Phillips, a second candidate for the Democratic Party for president of the United States. And there's a woman, Marianne Williamson. So Democrats, if you're listening to me in any state whether you're caucusing or primary, or you have primaries, okay? You will have three candidates on your ballot, your primary caucus ballot to choose from. So don't let them think that you only have one. I have no idea why they're not getting together, why they're not uh, debating, why they're not having debates. Well, we know why they're not having debates. But the point is, is the Democrats aren't even letting you, the head of the party, they're not even letting you know there's two other candidates, okay? Um, Dean Phillips, he's a representative from Minnesota. He's one of the candidates. Um, he's, he, and this is a quote, he said, it looks like on our current course, the Democrats will lose and Trump will be our president again. If President Biden is the Democratic nominee. 
Now that is a Democrat candidate that's running against Joe Biden. So you need to know that you have three choices, not just one, like they're trying to shove down your throat, because even though you're a Democrat, if you have any brain cells, you can't possibly be happy with what's going on with Joe Biden, okay? Know that you have a choice. You're a diehard Democrat, you have a choice. There will be three names on your ballot, okay? The Republican candidates, there are six Republican candidates for the President of the United States, okay? There's Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy, Chris Christie, Asa Hutchinson. Okay, so the Republicans have six people to choose from. Now, why am I saying the Democratic Party candidates and the Republican Party candidates? Okay, and this part is super important. A lot of this stuff I'm going to kind of come back to. But I want to lay a little bit of the groundwork here because if you don't understand how important it is for you to be voting in your primary election, you have no idea what this affects, okay? President, yeah, you have six people to choose from if you're a Republican. One of those people you want if you do not show up for one of those people and you hate the other five, there's a good chance your person is not going to advance to the general election. And only one candidate from the Republican Party and from the Democrat Party will advance to the general election. Okay? Only one one of the six Republicans, one of the three Democrats, okay? So you have all of this time right now. You've had all of this time to listen to these candidates. And uh, the poor Democrats just found out that they have two other people they could choose from. Can you imagine that? So cram them in because you have a choice. However, Here's when you don't have a choice, okay? If you live in a state that has what's called a closed primary, this is really important. I'm going to list. There's 12 states with closed primaries. And here they are. Delaware, Florida, Kansas, Kentucky, Maine, Nevada, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, and Wyoming. If you live in one of those states, you live in what's called a closed primary state, okay? You must pick a party 
Do you understand what I'm telling you? It's that important. I don't care if you can't stand the Republicans. I don't care if you can't stand the Democrats. Pick a party in one of your states. If you live in a closed primary state, pick a party. Because on primary election day, if you are an independent, a no-party affiliated voter, you cannot get any of these candidates that are running, and one of them will become president, on your ballot for the primary election. Okay, so whatever party it is that you are most aligned with, your values, what you like, what you don't like, your way of living, what you want to change, what you want to fix, what you want to stop, what you want to make better, you have got to pick a party or change your party before the primary election. I think it's 20, 29 days before the primary election. You can change your party. Change your party could mean something as simple as you're a non-affiliated voter to becoming a Republican voter. Okay, so why is this important again? In a closed primary state, on primary election day, if you are a registered Republican, you're going to go to your precinct to vote. You're going to get handed a ballot. And on that ballot will only be Republican candidates. Okay, if you're a registered Republican in a closed party primary state, your ballot will only have Republican candidates on your ballot. Okay, so you go in, show your ID, they hand you a ballot, and in front of you, with whatever you're registered as, a Democrat or a Republican. This is why it's so important that you pick one. Pick one. Because that day is the only day that you get to pick out of all of those candidates who are running for office who you think is the best that will then go to the general election and only one goes in November. Only one Republican and only one Democrat will be on your November general election ballot. So you can't say, oh, I really like this one. Oh, I really don't like this one. I really want to make sure of this one. If you don't go and vote in the primary, what you like and don't like, it doesn't matter. Because 
in the primary, if you don't vote in the primary, you're also skipping out on your local government officials, okay? What does that mean to you? That means the taxes that you pay, the laws that are created or maybe enforced, the schools, all of these things are on your primary ballot. Your primary ballot affects your everyday living. Don't miss the primary election. That's where you get to say who you want on the county commission, who you want on the school board, who you don't want on the county commission and the school board. That's where you get to say, no, I don't want an extra penny sales tax on anything. You can vote no. If you don't show up, you miss that vote. And other people speak for you. Or if nobody shows up, minimal people speak for you. So the primary election, and I'm going to bring up, um, welcome to Florida, Sean Hannity. Welcome to Florida. It is so great to have you. I've been listening to you for forever. Uh, Linda is a total bonus. She's a plus. She's a keeper. Love her. She keeps you grounded and she makes sure that you don't forget where you came from. Love her. But I have heard you numerous times state to millions of people that listen to you, they admire you, and they respect you, that you refuse to pick a party so you're not affiliated. Okay? Well, you're in Florida now, so there's a problem. In New York, it didn't matter because only one party is winning there. So I understand you're pissed. Didn't matter what you vote. Nothing's going to change. You're not in New York anymore. Okay. You're in Florida. We're a red state. Whatever your county you're in, you're living in, pick a party. Democrat or Republican. Florida, check your counties. Because if your whole county is voting red and your county commissioners and your government is pretty much a Republican-run county and you're a registered Democrat, you will get a Democrat ballot. And a Democrat's not going to win in that county. So you had no pick and you had no no say and you lost out on maybe changing somebody or keeping somebody at your local level. That's who speaks for you, your local level. If you don't pick a party, and we're in the presidential election year, you're not going to have either the Republican candidates or the Democrat candidates on your ballot when you go to vote in the primary election 
Sean Hannity. So, I hope this makes you change your mind and you pick a party and you get to choose which candidate that you want to advance to the general election. And I also hope this makes you tell the millions of people, explain to them the importance of picking a party in a closed primary state, okay? Because they have a say in the primary elections. They have a say what's going on in their local community, what's going on with their school board, with the nut jobs that might be teaching in their classes and they want them out, okay? But if the school board is a bunch of nut jobs, nobody's getting out and your kids are stuck there. The primary election is when you get to choose things. Your gas tax, all kinds of taxes, okay? So that's the election that most affects you and your daily life. The president is not coming to your house and changing things and giving you cash to pay bills or lowering prices in your bills, giving you food. Not buying your house, okay? The primary election is your local level government officials. And this year, the primary election in the closed party primary states will give you your list of the candidates running for the president of the United States, okay? Three Democrats, if you're a registered Democrat, you will have three people to choose from. If you are a registered Republican, you will have six people to choose from. When the general election comes, you could be registered. You got to be registered, but you don't have to be a party. You're going to get one ballot and you can choose. But by then, you don't have any choice. You want to make sure the people that you know can do the job can get elected to do the job. And that's what happens in the primary election. So next week, less than a week, January 15th, will be the start of the caucus and primary election season for the year of the 2024 presidential campaign. And I hope everybody remembers everything they have been thinking for the past several years, two years, one year, three years, five years. You remember what you like, what you don't like, what you hate, what you never want to see again. Okay, and if you're sick and tired of voting and politics and whatever, put it aside because you can make a difference if you vote. And I know that sounds annoying and the people telling you to vote are annoying. Okay, people get fed up. They don't want to hear it. But the people that are fed up, they're fed up for a reason. And the only way that we can fix it is by changing things. And the only way to change things is to show up for your primaries 
and your caucuses and be a part to make the change. It doesn't take a lot. Ask questions. Contact your supervisor of elections. They will send you a sample ballot. So when you get to the voter booth, you're not like, what the hell? I've never even heard of these people. And that's what people do. They get there and they freak. How am I supposed to pick somebody? I don't even know these people. I've never heard these names in my life. Sometimes people are dead and they're still on the ballot. You don't know that because it doesn't say that next to them. Contact your supervisor of elections in your counties, your townships, your local area. And they will give you a sample primary ballot ahead of time. So you can sit there and say, okay, this is who's running. There might be judges on there. There might be school board members on there. There might be laws on there where people say they throw it into the primary and you get to vote on it. And you can either make it happen or make sure it doesn't happen. But you don't know until get a hold of that ballot. You can hold it in your hand. You can look at it online. You could fill it out at home and take it with you to the voting booth. Put it on the table. And you have the exact same copy from your sample of what's in front of you. And you go, thank you, God. I totally know what's going on here. I feel so much better looking through all of these people and... Knowing why I want this person or I totally don't want that person. Okay. Sometimes people join in at the last second specifically to get people knocked out so they can't get enough votes. There's all kinds of weird things that go on. We'll get into all of that. But contact your supervisor election. You can get online, Facebook, county, whatever. And get a, they mail them to you too, by the way. Get a sample ballot for the primary election. And keep it on you. Pay attention to these candidates and figure out what you like, what you don't like. And I promise you, when the primary election comes for the first time in your life, if you haven't voted sick of voting, haven't picked the party, you're going to go, I feel like a million bucks. I feel so much better. For the first time I walked in on election day and had a clue, and it's not even, well, sometimes it's not for a presidential election, okay? Just because it's presidential election on the off years, this is when they cram in all these things onto the primary ballots that really affect you and you're getting screwed by not going. You're screwing yourself. So get your sample ballot. Look it over. If you live in a closed primary state, pick a party that you align with, that you share the same values with. Maybe you're not even sure which one, but pick something. Okay, and know that on the primary election day, when you get your ballot, only that party is going to be on your ballot. So you won't be able to pick from both parties. That's why it's so important to pick a party for the primary election. So we're going to keep going with this. We're going to keep getting information, ask questions. We're going to cover topics. 
we're going to make this not only easy, but we're going to make it work. And it's going to happen because remember, we, the rest of the people, over 168 million people are registered to vote in the United States. That's us. So if there's 154,000 pieces of shit from wherever they live trying to dictate terrorist bullshit, trying to dictate to our president that we should allow terrorist acts and terrorist thinking, nope, we wiped them out because our votes count way more than 154,000. And the more people that get up and take a stand for what they want, what do we believe in? What change do we want to make? What are we going to do about it? If you're not going to get up and vote, then don't bitch, okay? Do not complain about anything. Just sit there, rot in your house, do nothing, but shut your mouth, okay? Pay your taxes and keep going up. Live with crime. Do not open your mouth if you don't vote because you not voting keeps what's been going on for the past three years. And all of us voting will change every single thing that's gone on for the past three years. We, the rest of the people, we're going to make that change. Two blondes in a ballot box. This is Dawn. See you later.